Greetings, this is Brother Leroy with Carries of the Covenant Ministry, and I want to thank you for taking out your busy schedule to be with us. And I'm going to ask you to be a blessing with us by contacting the medium by which you are hearing us and let them know we've been a blessing to you. And then I want to thank my partners and friends and loved ones who support the work of Carries of the Covenant Ministry on it on the World Wide Web and beyond. And I want to thank them because they support us with their prayers, their love, and their financial offerings. And, you know, it feels, it feels good to get those letters and testimonies about how we, the word of God that we've shared with you, have changed your lives and changing the lives of your loved ones. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that we are becoming transformed by the renewing of our mind coming into the image and likeness of Jesus with each and every word and everybody said so be it you know the title of my message has been faithful prosperity and uh our central truth is our foundational truth is a born again belief as born again believers we are redeemed from the curse of the law that word means redeemed means purchased, having a price paid for from the curse of the law and our heirs to Abraham's blessing and God's promise of prosperity. And we know we share with you Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And we share with you how uh, 3 John 3 and 2 says, brethren, I desire above all things that you will prosper, uh, uh, prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. We know we share with you how out of the abundance of the heart, a good man, good things come out of abundance of an evil man, evil things come. And we know we share with you how the scriptures talks about the love of money. Uh, and we share with you how uh, it's, the, it's the love of money. It's not having money that's evil. You know what's evil is when you go up to buy something or purchase something or see something you want and you don't have enough money. That is evil. Uh, you know, uh, you want to buy a gift for your wife and you don't have the money or you go to the gas tank and, and you can't gas station and you can't fill your gas uh, gas uh, tank all the way up because you don't have enough money. Uh, you know, I remember when I first started out driving, I had a few uh, I I had a, a, a car that the gas, the uh, the gas hand didn't work. And, and yet I could put all my money in there and still not not fill it up and be wondering would I make it to where I wanted to go? Well, see, it was evil. So even though my gas hand may not work, if I had enough money to fill it all the way up, I'd have, that would have been blessing. You see what I'm saying? And pros prosperity comes from God. God, it, it, think about this. I'm going to read this. Read this. Uh, we said, we were, remember, we said, gee, we, we read from you, 2 Corinthians 5.21, how Christ has... Uh, God made Jesus to be sin for us. Jesus didn't sin, but God made Jesus a sin for us so we could be the righteous in God. So in other words, what in other words, what God did through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, He put us in a place that we have sonship. We have a right to have whatever God has. I don't know about you, but you know, uh, I, one of my one one of my particular brothers, uh. He used to come, he used to come after I got married, he used to come to the house and go straight to the refrigerator. He wouldn't even ask. Matter of fact, as I think about it now, he didn't even wash his hands, which, uh, or that, you know, sometimes, but 
anyway, he would come straight to the refrigerator by asking. And I told him, I said, you can't do that anymore. I said, I'm married now. That's my wife's. It's ours. So you have to, you know, it's okay with me, but you may, you have to ask her. But you know, children don't ask parents, can I have? They come to the refrigerator, they go in, they go to the cookie jar, they go to the cashews, they, you know, they, they, they go up in the, uh, they, they go in the, they get the ice cream, they get the popsicles, whatever, they don't ask, because why? They know that, as like, this one particular daughter of mine said, she said, she says, I know if it's yours, it's mine. Matter of fact, she come home, she wants to use a car. Most of the time, she's going out to the door and say, hey, I got the keys, I'll be back. She don't ask because she know it's ours. Well, see, the scripture tells us that we can come boldly before the throne of grace in a time of need. But you know, not only can we come before God in a time of need, we can go before God at any time. You know, uh, uh, you know, when your children are growing up, they don't think about knocking on no doors. They just, where are you? I remember years ago, we were at a real, I, I, was, a, I was part of the uh, sound team. And it was my assignment to, uh, you know, make sure the ministers had to, uh, had to, uh, radio, uh, the microphones turned on or, or, you know, give them final instructions on what not to do and not, and how to do. And we had a real, this was, this was a, te a person, a television, it was a, uh, uh, actually it was Dr. Frederick Price. He was at this meeting and it was my, my responsibility to, you know, to take the microphone off, put it on, make sure the battery was there and, and, and tell him how different things worked on our stage. And we had, it was, meeting was over with. And uh, I, I guess I was finishing up or had, was go my wife was already in there. They was, you know, they was giving them cookies and all that kind of stuff, you know, little, little sandwiches. They were doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, my, uh, this particular daughter was, I guess she was, must have been in children's church. And so, uh, and she was uh, a little bit later than me. And I had gone in there. And, of course, they had security, which, you know, is a reason for the security if you don't know. But there's a reason when you minister to have security or uh, television personnel. And, uh, and, uh. I kind of saw it from a distance and I saw, you know, when she got to the door, came to the door, these the two men there stopped her and, uh, and they said, well, no, you know, you're not so-and-so, you're not, uh, you're not on it, all that kind of stuff. And she said, my dad's in there. And they like, and before they could think that she jumped down because she, her definition was wherever dad is at, wherever mom is at, I can go there. And, and or whatever dad has, whatever mom has, is mine and that is the way that is where we are because of what jesus did and we use that word redeemed now i share this often because it this is something that needs to be uh just ground into us you know what i'm saying it just needs to be it needs to be in us it needs to be like stamped in our spirit our soul and body that we are redeemed. So most people understand salvation. Most people understand, they've heard salvation. Let me say it. They've heard salvation. They've heard saved. But this is what the Greek and Hebrew words for salvation tells us. In our salvation, in our, and being saved or being redeemed, we have deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, soundness. It includes, uh, and the word of God has in it for us, all the redemptive acts of what Jesus did. And those redemptive acts include justification, redemption, grace, 
perpetuation, importation, forgiveness, and all the penalties of sin. I like to think of this way. My, any debt that, that I owed to, not, to being a sinner is taken care of. I have, in, the, in days gone past, in uh, and, and some of the grocery stores or feed stores, or even when I used to do construction, they had a board or a tab. And I could go in there and they would show me on the board or on the tab, you owe so much money for these, these coveralls. You bought these shoes and they would show me. And so your tab is X number of dollars. Well, see, that my tab or what I would have owned if I'd never received Jesus Christ is wiped clean. Now, I want to read the definition, part of the definition of prosperity. The advance or gain in anything good or desirable, successful progress in any business or enterprise, cess obtain of the object desired. And the definition of rich, wealthy, opulent, possessing a large portion of land, goods, or money, or a large portion that is that is common is that is not common to other men or men of rank. Also, one of the definitions of rich is containing abundance beyond wealth or need. That is good. Let's turn to get I turned to, to my favorite scriptures. Um, Galatians 3, let's read Galatians 3, 13, 14, and 29. Christ, the anointed one, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Remember, we read 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, or hung on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. No, so, so all the curse, everything that comes to sickness or disease, and I like to say it this way, anything that I don't want, Jesus may pay for it that I don't have to have it. Verse 29. And if you, and yes, you, in your Bible, that should be, uh, in my Bible is Leroy, Jane, or in your, actually in your Bible, it should be Jane, Peter, Joe, whatever your name is in there. Be Christ. So if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seeds and heir according to the promise. According to the promise. According to the promise. So God has made wealth, riches available to us. But once again, let's read, let's read the scripture, uh, Romans. This is, this is when you do this, when you do this, when you do this, that's very important. Cause I, I hear, I mean, it, it, it is almost beyond comprehension how much I hear people put everything on God. I was talking to someone today and one person said, you know, there's a lot of people going, going through 
And I asked her, what did that mean? And then the other person says, God is going to bring them. God is bringing them out. Well, you know, if you read the 23rd Psalm, it says, Yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say God is going to bring them out. And so people, religion has caused many people to put the responsibility of their circumstances, their situations, their problems, their challenges on God. So in other words, if, if, I, if I'm sick, it's God's fault. If I'm broke, it's God's fault. If, if I'm about to die, it's God's fault. If my child died, it's God's fault. If my marriage came apart, it's God. They put all the responsibility upon God. But there's nowhere in the scripture where we see God takes upon himself the responsibility of people in their everyday life. My favorite example is, is, comes from Numbers 13, where the God told the children of Israel, go in and take the land. Now, see, the children of Israel, they didn't have the written word to see about the victory. So God let them experience it. And, and, and he gave them the word and showed them this is how good it is. Now you can experience it. But rather than experiencing it, they looked at this. They, they talked. They looked at the circumstances and they talked what the circumstances said would happen to them. The circumstances more or less said the circumstances and their abilities said to them, we can't do this. And God called that an evil report. An evil report two ways. They said they, they looked at the circumstances and then they said they couldn't. Well, Joshua and Caleb brought back a good report being why. God said we can do it. Let's go do it. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And I, I, I must make two statements. Your faith, no, I'll say like this one, not just you, but no one's faith will ever rise above their willingness to say what the word says that is theirs. I could feel, I feel like I won't say it's true, but I feel like these 15 minutes are the fastest 15 minutes in the world. Well, you're blessed. And we're going to pick up again on talking about faithful prosperity. Cause I want you to know, God wants you to prosper spirit, soul and body and through his word, he has made it available for you to prosper, spirit, soul, and body. Until next time, God loves you. So do I. Be blessed.